up, we thought food was only something that could be enjoyed. And really, there's nothing wrong with that. But here's the thing. So much of life happens in the kitchen. It's a place to gather, to laugh, to burn your meatloaf while the kids do their homework at the kitchen island. So if life is happening in the kitchen, that's where we want to be. It doesn't have to be so hard. We can be great dads and great cooks. This show is about us trying to figure it all out. I'm Chris. And I'm Phil. Welcome to Dad's Kitchen. Hey, Phil. Hey, Chris. What's going on today? Not much. Maybe it's maybe it's like the hey, Phil, that kind of feels as though it signifies the start. I don't know. The commencement speech? Kind of. Well... Dude, David Foster Wallace's commencement speech that he gave. This is water? This is water. That's one of the best speeches I've ever heard. Matter of fact, I, I tend to read that like once a year. That, that is really good. I feel like it's a, it's a fantastic speech from a fantastic author. Rest in peace, DFW. You feeling good tonight? Feeling great, Phil. As great as I can be tonight. I don't know. Yeah. Well, you look I'm just good. how about how remarkable. about you? Phil? How is I'm fine? Yeah, I'm, I feel. How was Ashley's birthday? Pretty good. Um, her birthday was good. We how was Ashley's birthday? Yeast didn't do much. The yeast is going crazy right now. That picture I texted you that was probably a little premature. It's gotten <laughs> much much worse. Like there was this one point in the blog post when Maurizio was talking about how. It's just like generally good practice to put a bowl underneath the the glass just in case it spills over. Dude, I don't know like what happened, but I felt like that was maybe a little bit of an understatement. Anyway, so we're just working. The just in case was? Yeah. Yeah, I think we're definitely getting some some bacterial infection from Nero's hands. So, so tasty. Hand bread. Other than that, we didn't really do a whole lot on our birthday. Oh, well, we did make some yummy macaron. Macaroni? Sure. They were delicious. And we had we had a food processor that the blade broke on it. I don't remember what we yep. did. I think we like maybe just took it to Goodwill or something because we have this magic bullet that has worked just fine over the last couple of years. I mean, we are just the two of us and then two young small children. So we like haven't really had much of a need for like a large food processor. The magic bullet was working fine. Well, we wanted to make some macaron. And so I... Did some research and found you kind of need a food processor to just like really, really pulverize that almond flour. And so picked up one of those for her birthday and then spent the afternoon making them. So Phil, today is a Tuesday episode, which has kind of traditionally been our in the kitchen day. You know, we're leaving our Thursdays set aside for our kind of normal studio shows. But I'm kind of excited to continue to, you know, try new things, mix it up a little bit. So one of the thoughts is just that Tuesdays would be instead of in the kitchen specifically, kind of like our special episode days where like our standard episodes are Thursdays. Tuesdays we'd have interviews, still probably do in in the kitchen here or there, and then maybe try a couple other things out. So we were talking about like some type of recipe breakdown, I guess. Thursday episodes have covered more broad type categories. And, you know, I think one of the things that we're trying to do with in the kitchen was like hit a specific recipe, you know, something that's a little bit more, I guess, like actionable. So I think these recipe breakdowns might help fill that role as well. Sure. It's a refinement, always kind of continuing to evaluate and hopefully improve. So I do like this idea of diving in and breaking down the recipe. It is a contrast from our holistic type episodes that we've been doing on Thursdays and Shoot. If you like the new format or if you don't like the new format, let us know. Uh, You can reach out to us on Instagram at Dad's Kitchen Co. or Facebook or Twitter as well. And um, please give us five stars on uh, Apple Podcasts. Yeah. So uh, we're going to keep trying things. 
and I guess just refining what we're doing. So with like that gold, all being said, you know, we're just yes. a couple of alchemists, really. Just some magicians. Yeah. Oh gosh, that reminds me. I don't even know if I want to get into that, Phil. This drink that I had in London, it's, it was at a bar called the Artesian, which is the Langham Hotel. And at the time it was rated the best bar in the world. It snagged for quite a few years in a row, but I had a drink called the Magician. And I've been trying to figure out what was in it so that I could like kind of maybe almost probably not, but kind of try to attempt to recreate. Was it called the magician because they didn't want you to ever know like what they did? It was just like one big secret. No, I think it was because they, they had, actually it was really interesting. They had these um, special glasses made and it was like a ceramic square glass that was, was a lot taller than it was wide, but it had a straw that went to the bottom and the drink, instead of being like totally mixed together, various parts were floated on top of each Whoa. other so that as you drank it, it changed flavor. All I remember was it being super interesting, going from kind of spicy to smoky to florally. So I think maybe it, was it had black like magic. jasmine in it or something. It was, it was, it was something. Anyway, huh. that's what this magician reminded me of. Uh, but we're not talking about beverages again tonight. Maybe cocktails could turn into like a little bit of a, a series, kind of like our sauces. I cannot wait for that. This is. I, I thought it'd be fun to to revisit or may, may, maybe hit some more of those like specific cocktail types. This is not the year to become a teetotaler. No, but we are talking about something as magical. We are talking about one of my favorite pasta dishes, one of your favorite pasta dishes, and one of the first pasta dishes that I think you ever made for me, Chris. I mean, not that you just made like a ton of <laughs> different pasta dishes for me, but yeah, it's um, no. it's carbonara, and it's so. It good. might be the only one, Phil. Well, like I said, one of the first. Yes. No, it's definitely, I think it's definitely one of my favorites. I feel like we've talked about it enough that maybe we should just talk about it some more. So yeah, carbonara. Carbonara, pasta carbonara. What, what so a great dish. His, history, yeah. Well, it's uh, it started in Italy, right? It's kind of an Italian name. And it's... Like most pastas. It's basic in that it has just like really some rudimentary ingredients, However, the ingredients used are so countercultural to like what we're used to here in America, would you say, Chris? I, I, I do think that the raw egg part of it can definitely throw people off a little bit, kind of salmonella concerns and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And legitimate concerns, I think. I mean, you know, salmonella is not one of those made-up diseases like... Yeah, 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 yeah. No. I, actually, I think the raw egg is, is something that kind of makes it a little bit challenging just because... Actually, maybe we should kind of step back and give like a little bit of an overview to the recipe before diving in some of yeah. the specifics. That sounds good. Okay. So it's a pasta. It's right? a pasta. Yeah, and it's it's like this yeah. really rudimentary pasta in that it's got basically four ingredients. I mean, it can go like way deeper, but if you wanted to break it down into its simplest form, it's a pasta that has four ingredients, right? Yes. Uh, okay, so well, you have pasta and cheese. Uh-huh. And, yeah, hard cheese. Yeah, some type of cured meat. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like a cured egg. ham and then egg, yeah. And pepper, and pepper. Peppers, I'd, I'd say peppers. I, actually, important. I was thinking black pepper was the fourth ingredient, and I didn't count pasta, which is silly. No. <laughs> so, yeah, it's... Well, the sauce is four ingredients, Phil. Right. <laughs> the sauce is four ingredients. So, yeah, I mean, pretty simple, but also I think it's one of those things that's kind of easy to jack up. Sure. Yeah, if I you're not know. careful, you could have scrambled eggs in your... Yeah. In your pasta. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's, that's one of the things that I think actually helps with... The, the raw egg part of it is just the heat, the heat off the pasta and the, if you're using pancetta or bacon, the heat off of that kind of tempering the egg 
And it kind of, I think it reduces that risk of jacking up for a little while. Okay. Huge ADD moment, squirrel. Great British baking show. When they're making their lemon curd and Paul Hollywood walks around and he has these concerns that they're cooking a little bit too fast and that they're going to end up with scrambled eggs inside their lemon curd. And like they they always do. They always end up with seemingly lemon curd with scrambled eggs. And okay, I actually made lemon curd the other day. All you have to do is strain it out. Why aren't they doing that? These are like professional amateur bakers. Just strain it out and then you won't get in trouble. I don't know. Sometimes I just think, like, why are we not they just have thinking to, critically here? They just have to learn how to hide their mistakes better. Seriously, like, you'll never know the difference. Just strain them out. All right, anyways. Maybe that's like an American trait. Straining or thinking oh, critically. Oh, hiding mistakes. Oh. <laughs> Pretending it doesn't exist. Right. But right, back to back to Pasta Carbonara. Yeah, 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 yeah. So do you want to, like, cover, like, the super quick, the quick of it? Sure. Uh, the process, I suppose. Yeah, you want me to take that? I, I just enjoy listening to you, Phil, so. <laughs> Whatevs. Right, so you've got your pasta, and it can look like, you know, several different types of pasta, but for all intents and purposes, it, most often it's going to be spaghetti. Carbonara. It's not intensive purposes. <laughs> I was wondering if you were going to ask me about that. <laughs> no, I appreciate your uh, your clarity. There, sure. Though. If you get your spaghetti while that's cooking, you can kind of render your your cured meat, um, which can either be like bacon or pancetta, like you mentioned. And then rendering is really just kind of like cooking off some of that fat. So we're not crisping it necessarily. We're not we're not torching it. We are kind of like stiffening it up a little bit, I guess. Unless you can think of a a better way to describe that. Yeah, we're, we're cooking our bacon, rendering the bacon, and and then you've got an egg sauce that you have to make, which basically is just eggs, a hard cheese of some sort that has been kind of grated, and then some black pepper. Mix all of that up, kind of whisk it together into a bowl, and then combine all your ingredients together. Pasta, egg sauce, cured meats, and yeah, like you mentioned, the heat from the cured meats as well as maybe some some heats retained from your noodles after they've been drained are going to cook those egg yolks. You've got yourself a delicious dish. Serve and enjoy immediately. So I think my preference would be to actually cook the bacon or pancetta in something that can hold all of your pasta. So you kind of like cook that in in some type of oil usually. Once the pasta is done, you throw that in in with the the fat that's been cooked off and and the, the meat as well. Let's just call it the pancetta for now. And then you can pour that whole egg mixture on top of all of that and then serve it in that bowl. Because you get all of that like great stuff at the bottom that the pancetta was cooked in. Pretty easy. Yeah, it really is. Pretty tasty. It, it really is. And so, so, so tasty. So good. I think there are a bunch of variations that you're going to see to a carbonara. I mean, in the sauce, you'll see everything from just an egg to egg and butter or egg and cream. I don't know if you've tried any of those. Imposter sauces. Imposter sauces. So we we just made it with, with egg, but we, we took actually four eggs, and then just retained the yolk from two of those eggs and then had two full eggs after that. So it was really like two and two halves egg. Would yeah. that make three eggs? <laughs> two eggs and two yolks <laughs> of two more eggs. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Right. Yeah. 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 I, th- I think that, that's like my preference. I, I like that mixture sure. of the two. So it's a little more yolkier. Yeah. 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 But no, we did not add anything else to the, like we didn't have any butter or cream or anything like that. You know, the pancetta was cooked in olive oil. And that kind of gave it like 
I guess, enough fat. Yeah. I mean, it's not like this is the most healthy pasta. No, it's actually one of the worst but pastas that's fine. for you. <laughs> that's fine. It's so good. It is easily I, mean, I would favorite. say fettuccine Alfredo might be the worst pasta for you. Maybe. Like it uses a quart of heavy whipping cream. Have you ever just drank a quart of heavy whipping cream? No. But have you ever eaten an entire bowl of fettuccine yeah, Alfredo? I mean, like, of course, everybody has. Just after a nice long run, just like a big old giant cold quart of cream that's so refreshing is is that what you was that what you had when you got back from your run tonight phil no dude just, i had the carbonara before the run. glass of whipping cream oh man got a carbo cool down with uh but yeah also with that sauce as with all pasta sauces retaining a little bit of the pasta water yep Yep, got to retain a full cup of the water so that as you're bringing all the ingredients together, you can pour a little bit in to kind of moisten it up, make it make it a little thicker. Pasta water somehow thickens whenever you're working with. That's always been well, a mystery to me. I think it has a lot of residual starch from the pasta itself. Would you call it a stock? Okay. I don't Is think there such so. thing as pasta stock? We can pretend. Maybe you can bottle it, jar it, can it, <gasps> Okay, sell it. For everybody that forgets to save their pasta water. If you're dealing with egg noodles, okay, stay with me, and then you save some of that water, would it be, would it be chicken stock? <laughs> <laughs> and moving on. <laughs> so what, what type of uh, meat did you use in your carbonara? Okay, fill? I'm so glad you asked. We used pancetta because I've kind of been on this pancetta kick lately since our bacon episode. Pre- pre-cut? So the deli... At my local grocer has pancetta in like the roll form. It's like it's like rolled up, and then um, okay, yeah, we had them slice it for us, thick slices, mm. and then yeah. I, I kind of cut that into cubes. So no, it was not pre-cut. It wasn't okay. wasn't pre-packaged like vacuum sealed or anything. It was fresh pancetta, and it's really really good. I kind of found myself munching on the pancetta while I was waiting yeah. for the pasta to cook. Because I, I actually cooked the bacon ahead of time just to, you know, make it a little easier, follow step by step. And, um, yeah, I kind of ate like half that half that pancetta. <laughs> but um, here's the thing, Chris. So yes. this recipe that I followed, it called for either bacon or pancetta. Yeah. Which, if somebody hasn't listened to our last episode on bacon, we're talking about, we're talking about good old American streaky bacon here. Yep. Which comes from the same part of the pig as streaky. pancetta. Through the quad and near the gymnasium. Go, everybody, let's go. Perfect. Yeah. Okay, so. Yeah, this, like the same part of the book. Right. So but that's why they can be interchangeable exactly. more or less. Exactly. Interchangeable. However, I'm not so sure it is interchangeable because here's the thing. So the recipe called for three and a half ounces of either pancetta or bacon. And obviously I went with the pancetta. And you know what, Chris? I think it had too much flavor. Like it was just like so saturated in like pancetta bacon flavor. And okay. so here's what I'm thinking. If did you pour off any of the grease? Yeah, poured off poured off some of the grease, but okay. then I actually okay. I did retain a little bit of that grease to help kind of create the sauce, but mostly I poured it off. But here's what I'm thinking. If the recipe calls for equal parts bacon or pancetta, or or not necessarily equal parts, but if it calls for, you know, the same the same quantity of either bacon or pancetta. Yeah. I think you can take some liberties and adjust that a little bit. Knowing that pancetta has more flavor than bacon, maybe scale nah. the pancetta back a little bit. You got to follow the recipe to the letter, Phil. Whatever. Who that's, does that? that? That's what we've always that's what we've always been saying on here. The recipe is the rule, Phil. The recipe is the it's rule. Not, it's not the rule. Well, okay, nah. fine. It's the rule, and I, I like to break the rules because I'm in Enneagram 7. That's what we do. Just right, 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 right. Cheese. I mean, personally, I like... 
kind of 50 50 yep. parmesan and a pecorino that's exactly what i used that's the way to do it i thought about using a truffle pecorino because i had it in the store and it was on sale i was really really tempted but i didn't uh, and i, I kind of uh, wish i had just to try it out i think it'd be interesting i mean i feel like i feel like with carbonara there are a couple ways to go you know you can be like just true straight purist or you can get like kind of fancy with it, like the sauce, like throw some some uh, cream or butter in there with your egg. Or we haven't like talked about the people that mix things in. Apparently this is like an American thing, throwing peas in it. Yep. I actually have, I have used onions. I feel like kind of with the pancetta, that same thing. I think a thinly sliced shallot would, would do really nicely in that. But yes, that, I mean, okay, at some level, yeah, this is like a terrible dish for you. But if you're <laughs> going to eat something bad for you, just like go for it. Butter pancetta cook that pancetta and in, in some butter and once that's done get some shallots in there boom game over in the butter yeah i think that that would be like super super nice and mm. skip the mushrooms don't don't do don't do mushrooms and i think it would give it some nice texture too like i like a little yeah. bit of crunch you know i, I do too like with the, uh, honestly like for me it's, that's going to be like the pancetta or the bacon not like crispy crispy right. but just like a little bit crunchy and and i think that's why i don't like the the pre-diced pancetta because it's like the cubes are too small for me. Wait, you don't like kind of like no. We're we're back to that. No, <laughs> have we not talked about this, Phil? No, I didn't know you didn't like mushrooms. I love them. Ugh. Anything that has spores should not be eaten. Well, you seem to be okay with the it's a, it's a truffle pecorino. Fungus, there, Phil. I was I was questioning it. Okay, like there's some there's some mushroom stuff that I'm okay with, but on the whole, I don't know. Like I, I just have never been like super super crazy about mushrooms. I can eat it if it's in something else, but just like. Sh- Straight isolated mushroom flavor. Not super crazy about that. Okay. I'm not going to judge you. I think they're one of the greatest things on earth. Well, enjoy them. Didn't Molly make the same coca recipe that I made from Bon Appetit? I have no clue. Dude, that had like two cups of mushrooms in it. That's fine. You can push them to the side and not eat them. Two cups? No, man. That's, yeah, sure. That's going to be sure. That's going to be throughout the dish there. Nah, you gotta, you just gotta work on your separation skills. <laughs> no, like I said, I'll, I'll I'll eat it if it's mixed into something. That's fine. Or like, I mean, okay, something like that. I would say that the mushroom is so infused with the overall flavor of the dish that you can't just pick out the mushroom flavor in and of itself. Right in that dish, the wine kind of just takes over yes, everything. So as it should. Mm-hmm. That's why it's amazing. Now I kind of want to make that. Oh, although tonight, okay, so I know we've talked about Samin's buttermilk brine chicken, mm-hmm. like roast chicken. Yeah, Samin's. Um, yeah, we, I say we, my wife, Molly, she's been kind of messing around with that a little bit. And she just made one tonight with a yogurt instead of buttermilk. Um, like a yo play with some fruit mixed in? She put probably, no, no, Phil. <laughs> some peach And then she put some like garlic and, and, and ginger. That sounds disgusting. <laughs> Good that probiotic. Goes in, that goes in the bucket with the wine tacos, <laughs> Phil. I can't get over how Chili cinnamon rolls. Were. Oh my gosh, dude. Chris, I love you, but I did not like that. <laughs> peach yogurt chicken. Actually, no, I could see a world where that's not terrible, honestly. <laughs> well, it's usually got like the- Like a like peach chicken. of the peach- Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I feel about Just that leave those on there. Honestly, I'm way more okay with that than some of the other things we've talked about. But no, it was Wait, really, like really good. Yeah, that's disgusting. Mold, fungus, kind of all the same family there. But no, it was like nice and it had like a really, really well-balanced tang to it. It was like tangy and salty and it was so good. So... I, I, th- I think I like that better than just the buttermilk brine chicken. That sounds great. We were talking about chicken. That's that's Man, why. Samin Nosra is one of the great American heroes. She's a national monument. Yes. Peaches. 
I would say that I, I think carbonara should just be like the simple traditional carbonara. I think it stands on its own so well that way. I think it does too. But if you're going to just like stick to the basics, I think you should seriously consider scaling back that pancetta. That's just my humble opinion. But what if you eat it just for the... The carbs? The pancetta. What if the, the, the carbs and the cheese and the eggs are all an excuse just to eat pancetta? You know, I made a BLT with pancetta and actually it turned out pretty good. Uh, was it the same pancetta that you got for this this recipe? Or it was, yeah. Did you somehow like smash the cubed? Well, it was... Honestly, like when, was when I saw the video, I half expected you to take a bite of it and it all to fall apart because you like, <laughs> put it was cubed? cubed pancetta in as a joke. Yeah. <laughs> Man, why didn't I think of that? You need to be my filter at these videos. Um, no, it was it was just sliced pancetta from the deli from the yeah. from the butcher. That sounds super good, Phil. From the that sounds really poultrist. good. The poltergeist. Yeah, exactly. Uh, turkey ghost Ham maker. Ghosts. So yeah, I think I think I think cutting back on the pancetta is fine. I, th- I think you know all the ratios are things that you can kind of mess around with to taste. I would say like skipping the spaghetti. And honestly, I think spaghetti can be skipped just altogether in any type of pasta. That's, that's my preference. I think I like wider, wider pastas. Yeah, we made ours with um, fettuccine, mm-hmm. but mostly because we just got this fun little attachment with our KitchenAid. So obviously we, we made homemade pasta for, for the dish, and which, man, we got to make more homemade pasta in life, you know? That, that is so hard to be. Did, did I mention Molly's 30th? Yeah, that you guys invited some friends over and then just made pasta together honestly i think that was one of the more fun just like nights in the kitchen that we've had so yes my my invitation must have gotten lost in the mail i'm sorry to make it out for it yeah so we made ours with with fettuccine and dude so so tasty cooked it for two minutes you know i think that's what's like so fascinating like how fast homemade pasta cooks so that was our first time making fettuccine at home. And that's actually another reason that we wanted to kind of stick to the basics with the which is the four basic ingredients to carbonara. Is that because we were using homemade pasta, like I, I didn't want to ruin the pasta with too much stuff, you know? Like yeah. I wanted to kind of oh, get yeah. like carbonara in its purest form as an homage to the homemade pasta. So Yeah. Well, I mean, I know we've talked about kind of when ingredients maybe matter more than other times. And I think this is definitely one of those. I mean, I think like a really great pancetta, if you can find it, some fantastic cheese, if you can find it. And then, yeah, obviously like homemade pasta is going to be the best way to go on that. You know, one of our favorite things uh, while making this dish was just slicing up the Uh, Parmesan. Drinking a bottle of wine as you go. Yes. But also with that wine, we just like cut up some slices of the Parmesan and... The pecorino, and then we were just like sampling the two oh, back yeah. and forth. And we we like developed like this whole dialogue on like what the undertones of each one was, like which one's sweeter and which one's tangier, and you know it was like <laughs> way more esoteric than <laughs> we could even pretend to be. But it was fun. It was good. I I love cooking with with other people. I love cooking with my wife, and yeah, it's kind of like become our thing, you know. Like she, we yeah. don't need to go spend a hundred dollars over dinner. You know, there's a place for that, and that's fun. But cooking at home. Super, super fun. Well, especially when often you can actually end up with a better meal at home. Well, when you listen to Dad's Kitchen podcast, you can. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's one reason to keep listening right there, Phil. Mm-hmm. Yippers. Honestly, okay, I don't know how we're going to wrap this episode up. I don't know either, Chris. I don't know either. I mean, we already plugged social. Oh, oh, oh.